This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. There are so many things that we just have in our mind and we assume that they're correct because we've heard them a hundred thousand times. We got to get rid of all those myths. If you've done a great job saving, you'd be surprised what you can accomplish when you use the right strategies. Most people just aren't aware of them. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. The people that have sacrificed opportunities to spend money, they sacrificed by putting the money in that 401k. They've sacrificed by putting that money in a 529 college plan for their grandkids. Those types of sacrifices should go rewarded in the long run. John is here to help you find solutions for your retirement. You and I, we have lots of things in common. We talk about all these things all the time, the way we think about money and politics, even music and movies, and even our spouses. We both (laughs) love and adore our spouses. (laughs) Absolutely. To a fault, if you will, sometimes. Both... Both I pride us on having good taste in spouses, both smart people, both hardworking people, and yet they just like to take our money and throw it right in the trash on a regular basis, John. (laughs) Just just right there in the trash, right there in front of you. Much truth to that. Right there in front of you. Absolutely. I bring this up because of this article I saw in the New York Times talking about expiration dates on food. And I am here to tell you that if you are married to people like John and I are, who the second the second they see that date on a package, they throw Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Like, Hold on, John. It's, it's, it's like that commercial. Expired. Expired. <laughs> we have an Expired. You said that your spouse actually throws it away the day of the expiration. The like, package, he didn't even go through the whole day. If the package says March the 1st on it, 2023, that day on March the 1st, Boom, right in the trash. I look at him, I say, did you open it? No. So did you did smell, you smell or taste it? it? Did you no. see if there's any mold growth? No. I mean, did you look at any of that stuff? And my wife is exactly the same way. So when we said our, our, our spouses literally throw money in the trash, we literally meant it because they're throwing away our groceries. Because here's the thing that this article was talking about. These expiration dates, the government says they are not really expiration dates, John. Of course. They are the manufacturer's best guess as sure. to when the product will no longer be at peak quality. Absolutely. And so, I have made this comment forever. I'm like, listen, this is a best by date. Uh-huh. Two days after that, you just got to give a little sniff. Nope. You just got to say, hey, hey, does it still smell fine? Well, then we're good, right? Because mm-hmm. because it goes the other way, too. Sometimes, and I was telling you about this, there was a few weeks ago where we got a brand new gallon of milk. Yep. And it still had like a, a week and a half left and on the expiration sealed? date. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and then all, the very first whiff, I'm like, whoa, that doesn't, like that doesn't smell quite right. Yep. And the whole point of that is... Is, is the expiration date does not mean anything. If that milk was bad, I tossed it that day immediately, even though we had a week and a half to go. And my wife, on it. the other hand, wouldn't have never she smelled it. Served it she up to your go, No, it's still within the range of the dates, so we're just going to make the kids eat. He's like, why is it coming out chunky? I don't know. That's just a normal thing, I guess. It's a new way of doing things. It's like milk meets uh, Greek yogurt. It's perfect. Great for your cereal kids. Uh-huh. Eat those Fruit Loops. So uh, basically what John and I are here to do right now while our spouses are not invited to the conversation and we have the microphones, (laughs) we are just here to support all the other spouses across the greater Louisville area to tell you that if you two are married to somebody who likes to throw things right in the trash, just throw your money out right in front of you. You're the right ones. Just go Google the New York Times article. We'll give you some armor to go into that next conversation with. So true. The thing where how this comes full circle is talking about how so many of us are accidentally throwing our own money right in the trash Oh yeah, without intention because sure. we just don't know what we're doing. I think, which really is the bottom line, the reason why you're in business here today. 
when it comes to all the stuff we don't know about our finances, we spend our whole working life saving. You save, save, save for retirement. And that's one thing. Then sure. you get to retirement and you have to start withdrawing that money. And yep. that's where the trip ups and the accidental throwing your money in the trash comes into play. This smart asset dot com article was talking about the four worst mistakes that people make in withdrawing from their accounts. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about. The points that they make, what you have seen and how you how you fight against this, John. Yeah. So the biggest thing we have to understand is there's essentially two different phases of our life. Yep. There's the one where we're growing money. And so we just put it away. Right. So we, whether it's our 401k or IRA or heck, we all invested in our homes if we're homeowners and we hope that those things grow over time. And so those are growing the assets. But at a certain point in time, either it's because we have required minimum distributions mm-hmm. or we want to live off of those assets because we want to go ahead and pull some more money out so we can have a higher income mm-hmm. in retirement, we got to spend those things. We got to distribute those. Yeah. And one of the craziest things that I have seen over the years is how complicated it can be to understand which assets you should pull from first. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Heather, this is one of those things where in the last year, we have spent a tremendous amount of money on software to help us do this. And the figuring out part is very difficult. And this is what most people didn't know. So can you believe that there is actually a formula or an algorithm, if you will, on which assets you should pull from first? Okay. Can you even believe, though, that it requires a formula to figure out? Because what most people do, and this happens all the time, someone says, well, hey, I got my money in an IRA. That was for retirement. I'm now retired. I'm going to pull from that bucket of money, right? Right, right. And that's what most people think. And amazingly, nine times out of ten, that would be incorrect for them. Awesome. How crazy is that? I know. So, So the point of it is, how come people get it so wrong when it comes to pulling their money out is because it comes down to a four-letter word. And I'm talking one of those dirty ones. Okay. Math. How dare you? Watch your mouth. M-A-T-H. Math. And here's the reason why. (laughs) We're going to get kicked off the air because I said that. But it's true. Uh, And and so how does this happen? Well, I'm going to use an example. I'm going to use an example of a couple I saw a few weeks ago. Okay. We're going to call them Scott and Ann. So Scott and Ann had done an awesome job saving. As a matter of fact, they were small business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was 59, not quite 60, and she okay. was about five years younger. Okay. So she's like 54, 55. Mm-hmm. And they had saved a psycho amount of money. They'd saved about six million bucks. Wow. Because they had their own business and they had assets and things like that. We were going through their plan. And one of the things they said was, John, we feel like we got a, you know, ample amount of assets, you know, so I feel like we're in good. We just want a second opinion on, are we getting the right deductions from our business? Are we setting money aside the right way? You know, are, are we putting the money in the right style of, uh, of investment accounts and retirement accounts? So we went through that and what they were doing was pretty good. So one of the things I asked, however, was, Hey, what are your going to be your plans on which money do you want to access first? And they said what most people do. They said, well, you know, we got about a million dollars in CDs and money at the bank. We got about two million dollars in our IRAs. Mm -hmm. We'll probably pull from those IRAs because we'll both be over 59 and a half. And we save that money for retirement. So we're probably going to do it that way. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, of course. It's the normal train of thought. But amazingly, the software that we have that we literally did the analysis on them with with them Uh showed them that was logic but it was not good logic. What we showed them, and we did the analysis, we showed them their $6 million. They were exactly right. In almost every situation, they would have had more than enough money to stay retired. But on average, the amount of money they'd have left over for their heirs Mm -hmm. would be about seven to $8 million. 
still very good, right? Yeah, yeah. They grew that money over their lifetime, and they were able to live the way they wanted. But by showing them that there's an actual formula for distribution of assets, uh-huh. we were able to show them a different thing. Okay. So first, let me take one step back. Why is there a formula in order to figure out which asset to pull from? And it's simple, guys. How many different assets do you have in your portfolio? I know that you say, well, I got stocks and bonds and mutual funds, but there's so many more things to it. Every asset class has a different rate of return, whether it be large cap stocks or small cap or tax-free funds or international CDs or real estate or gold or precious metals or just money under the mattress, right? Every one of those has a different rate of return in a different period of time. So the amazing thing is, is do you want to know which asset you should pull from? Because if you have six different asset classes in your portfolio, Mm -hmm. there's over 201,000 calculations. (laughs) No, this is what blows my mind. This is why I say we had to invest all this money in the software. Uh, Because on any given day, Heather, if someone says, well, let's just pull from a blank account first, they are probably getting it very wrong. So by using this sophisticated analysis, and we use deep learning techniques, Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of artificial intelligence is based on, Mm -hmm. having a computer understand what we're trying to solve for, Mm -hmm. let it run hundreds of thousands of computations, and let us know exactly what we should do. When this exact same situation, Heather, let's remember, 59 and 55 years of age, saved almost 6 million bucks. They could live the retirement the way they wanted to and have 8 million left over. We ran the exact same analysis, changing none of their assets, just looking at which asset they pulled from first. You're not going to believe it. How much money do you think they had at the end when we get this part right? I can't even guess. $17 953,000. Come on. That's exactly what I said. I was like, there's absolutely. <laughs> Even you no were shocked. Way. Even you were like, no, no way. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen this analysis yeah. work, but they were starting with a really attractive yeah. amount of money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not all of us have the opportunity right. to have six million bucks, you know, but in their situation, that is how big of a deal this really is. So making money, growing money is one thing, but it's the order that we take it out that allows us to hold on to more. And they're very simple things. The computer system would never want us to sell an asset that's lost money ever. At the same time, it wants us to take some of those huge windfall gains we have in other years and use that for the income. So these are all things that are factored in that most of us would have never considered. But think about the difference between having $8 million or $17,963,000. Guys, that is a night and day difference. And that was not changing any of their assets, simply putting them in the right spots and letting the computer system understand how we harvest that income so we can live in retirement. So these are big things. And so if you've done a great job saving money, awesome. Now, how do we make sure that you can keep more of it so that the remaining amount goes to the kids? We didn't even talk about they could have spent more of that money, but their whole point was, no, we're going to be spending a ton. We don't need more money. We want to see if we can maximize our estate value for our children. And that's exactly what we're able to show them. So even if you've done a good job saving, the question is, what is your strategy of holding on to it? Because if you don't have a defined strategy for that, you might be missing the boat. This is the difference between having a good financial plan and having an efficient financial plan. Don't let those millions escape your opportunities. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com.
Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. J. Higgin Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Higgin Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Higgin Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.